podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange. A fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. So, Saturday night football at the Underdrill, definitely not one we'll put down as a classic, but Celtic get through and that's all that matters. This is Tino with the Final Whistle Show. Tonight I'm joined by James. James, how was your Saturday night viewing? Yeah, entertaining enough. You know, there's a lot of things, you, you know, talking points we could uh, glean from that game. But the main thing is, we're in the next round of the Cup, so that's it. Yeah. Um, what we'll do just to get things moving, we'll run through the starting lineup. We expected quite a number of changes and that was definitely the case. Uh, tricky surface there, um, you know, the artificial surface there at the Underdrill. Lots of guys that you maybe wouldn't want to risk, and ultimately Angie didn't risk, guys like James Forrest, Julian Hatate. But we'll run through. So Joe Hart kept his place. I thought maybe Ben would get the nod, but that's fine. Joe Hart and goals. Back four of Ralston, Welsh, Starfelt and Scales. Gucci gets his first start in the centre of midfield, flanked by Rodic and McGregor. Then up top, you've got Abada to the right, Maeda to the left, and Jack Amakis through the top, or through the middle, sorry. What a, what did you think when you seen that lineup come out? Yeah, kind of to be expected. You know, you're going to see some changes. We've got players that we need to get minutes into. Um, so this was a chance. But as we spoke during the week, that there's a risk inherent in a, in a plastic surface when you've got guys coming back from injury. So not too many of them were risk. For example, Jota starting on the bench. But we know what's coming the next few games. So we wanted Jack and Marcus to get some time, and he, you know he got the full ninety. So uh, that was something. Yeah. Yeah. So. Gucci getting his first start for the club as, club as mentioned. I wonder if he's ever been to Aloha before. I don't think it's been uh, high on his travel agenda. Yeah, spent much time in the FK10 area. Um, but I think particularly first half, obviously he had to go off ultimately, but got a lot of the ball first half, so he took the deep line position. McGregor was further up, as was Rodic. He was getting plenty of possession and he looked quite tidy on it. Yeah, so I, I didn't, you know, as we didn't get to see too much of him during the week, uh, last week, it was great to see him getting a lot of minutes in. And I just thought he looked very tidy, very intelligent, um, read the game well, always seemed to be in space, and that's a mark of a good player who always seems like he's got space on the ball, he knows where to be, where to receive the passes, and then where he's going with it as well, so no, I was very impressed with him. Yeah, but interesting to see, hopefully, it's not too bad, it's a heavy challenge on him, which we'll go into, but hopefully, you know, he likes and rest that and he'll be, you know, back in action before too long. So, as you might expect from a, a team that's not played together that much and certainly in that kind of st- surface, I thought it was a scrappy kind of start and it took us a wee bit of time to find our feet. Obviously, we've got our goal fairly early, 14 minutes or so in, but how did you find the opening exchanges? Yeah, I think fair play to Arlo on that as well. They came out high tempo looking to presses and try and kind of give us an early fright and, you know, obviously almost did with uh, Salmon's long ranger. Um, but... F- Five, ten minutes in, we started to settle things down. You know, the passes started to stick and it was starting to be a bit more fluid um, and we got rewards for that. So I think it was just a bit of a, not early nerves, but just early reading of what Alaba were playing and how to play around that. Yeah, just settling in and finding our feet in the game. And so, as I mentioned, we've done that before too long. So 14 minutes in, it's 1-0 Celtic. Great to see Jack Amakis in the score sheet. He's took it really well. So Scales finds a bit of space in the left. I think it was Gucci that put it out to him. Uh, he's just got out his feet, very inviting cross, really decent, you know, curled cross into the box. And Jack Amakis has attacked it and, and finished it high into the net. What was your take on the goal? Yeah, I mean, it's a striker's dream to to get a ball like that. You know, any part of your body, you get contact with that and it's, it's going in. 
throw skills first and foremost. I thought the ball was fantastic. But Jackie Marcus took it really, really well. You know, he, he read it well. He put himself in the right place. And, you know, that should just give his confidence a lift. Yeah, which I think is important. So, obviously, we've heard today that Maeda's now been called up by Japan. In addition to Rodic being called up for Australia. So, we don't have Maeda up top, you know, for the next few fixtures. We know Kyogo's struggling a wee bit with injury. He's kind of almost got to be Giacomacchi's by default. Yes, there's a couple of options and we've seen a badder slot in through the centre against St. Johnson before the break. But it would look, to all intents and purposes, like he's going to be the man the next few games. Maybe. This might have been Angie's chance to to try Giacomacchi's up top on his own. And I have to say, after his goal, uh, I can a second chance... There wasn't a lot of activity in there for him, you know, so I don't know if Angie's going to look at that game and say, he's not a lone striker, I'm going to go with a badder, or I'm going to go 3-5-2 and have a badder and Jack and Marcus up, up top together. Um, I think there's options in there, and I don't think it's hard and fast that it's going to be as it was tonight. Yeah, I just wonder if Angie will read too much into any player today, because there's no free-flowing football on that kind of surface. Thankfully, we don't have to play on that too much in the, in the, the league either. And it's maybe just a hard game to get a real gauge on, on whether Jack Marcus is the man or not. Listen, Ange sees him every day, so I think he'll know whether he's the guy he wants to play in his system. But from Jack Marcus's point of view, it's got to be a real opportunity to you know, cement uh, a place. He spoke after the game there about some of the injury troubles he's had. And it's almost been a, a first half of the season to forget. So he'll really be looking to kick on. Yeah, I mean, to quote him himself there, he said, <coughs> my season starts today. So he's, he's got the right attitude. You know, he's putting whatever kind of slow start it was behind him and just saying right this is me and he's got that chance now he's got three games but he's going to be the prime strike option um, so let's see what he can do and you know I really hope he does well yeah and I don't think his attitude's in question by any stretch you see even tonight you know it wasn't particularly his night out with the goal but he has worked very hard at times he's finding himself at our right back position yeah. and, and getting across so he's definitely not a lazy guy you know he seems to put himself about for the team you just hope he can find his feet and add that bit of quality. He should probably have added a second right after his goal. You know, he should probably have added two or three, but certainly that one uh, just after the goal, he just kind of got caught, caught in the moment. I just couldn't quite kind of get his feet right to, to finish it. The boy was kind of hassling, hassling behind him, but he should still have been composed enough to just slot that in. Yeah, I wonder if the hostile home crowd got to him and he Maybe. buckled under the pressure. Um Generally speaking, so obviously from that moment on, we're well in control of the game. But actually, Alov had a big, big chance. So Connor Salmon, I've clocked it at 37 minutes. I think it was a slack pass by Callum McGregor. He's trying to put a foot in. Yeah. He's inadvertently put him through on goal. Uh, he's caught it fairly well, Connor Salmon, but it's a big save from Joe Hart. We, we saw an awful lot of that last year, McGregor facing his own goal, and it's just not something that, yeah. that, that fits his game. Um, bear in mind, he was playing in a, out of his own position because Gucci's playing the defensive so McGregor's coming back to kind of support facing his own goal and it just you know he got, he's got it all wrong there but um, I thought Salmon took it really well from a striker's point of view and Hart equally saved it very well Yeah and that's the difference between having a, a proper goalie behind you and someone that you can uh, not rely on as yeah. much as we had last year yeah. um, So speaking of McGregor he then takes a right sore one at the face it looks like someone's uh, caught him to the kind of jaw or the cheekbone I don't think there's any malice in it it's just a coming together but you can see it swelling up early bells it's a concern isn't it because if there's a crack there he's going to be a serious doubt for these games yeah and you know two or three really really important games coming up you actually saw when he was going off it was indented you know just at the kind of the top of his cheekbone so I don't know how much they can do with masks and stuff 
but at the very least you would have to expect him to be out for Wednesday. Yeah, it's definitely a worry, isn't it? Because all of a sudden, Maeda's out, Rodgers is out, McGregor's potentially out. There's a concern over, a slight concern over Abada and Gucci, who's also gone off. Um, and then, you know, we're sitting talking after the game, or in our weekly show, certainly after the Hibs game there, about how strong we are yeah. and strength and depth. But that's certainly, you know, three first-teamers in terms of Maeda, Rodgers and uh, McGregor. They won't, well... Two of the three definitely won't, and McGregor's a, a now a doubt for Wednesday. So it is a concern, um, you know, and we need to see what the news is on the back of that. McCarthy came in for McGregor, so that's around about 41 minutes. I'm so desperate for James McCarthy's Celtic career to get going, but it isn't quite doing so yet. No, and, you know, a game like tonight, you should really be saying, right, you know, the experience I've got, the ability I've got, I should be taking this game by the scruff of the neck and controlling it, you know, from when I go on until the 90 minutes. And he didn't, you know, I, I feel he was chasing the game in parts. Um, the players were changing their positions around him, obviously, to accommodate that, so there was a bit of settling down required. But no, it just, I, I even first touches and stuff for McCarthy, fast pitch and all that, but I'm the same as you, I'm, I'm desperate for him to do well, but he's going to have to start showing it. Yeah, I think so, and he'll, he'll be as keen as anyone, but yeah, bobbly, not bobbly surface, but fiery, fast kind of surface, a few of them kind of bouncing up, and yeah, I hope we see so much more of James McCarthy moving forward. Um, before the break, it's gone 2-0 Celtic, so there was a wee bit of injury time due to McGregor's injury. I think around about 46 minutes, Abada's uh, got the goal. Played a very clever one too with an Aloha defender. <laughs> uh, so, a novel uh, approach. Check that out. And then it's fallen back nicely for him to curl up his left foot. And it's a very tidy finish in the far corner. Yeah, he got the break with the 1-2, the but you can't take anything away from his finish. It was... Well out for goal, he's just read where the goalie is, put it right in that corner. The goalie, he didn't even die for it in the end, actually. Mm-hmm. So, so good that. goal. So that, that takes it, and that's exactly what you want. Turn all up, Cushion. nothing stressy, not having to chase the game, and looking for more of the same in the second half. But that, that's not quite happened, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Just getting into the second half, uh, Abada's taken a sore one as well. Nothing to do with the surface, I think. You know, the guys end up maybe standing on the, the top of his foot. But he struggled to play on and Jota comes in after 52 minutes. Now, we love Jota. Everyone loves Jota. But you didn't really want to see him so soon. No, and he took a, a clattering as soon as he came on. Guy trying to make a name for himself. Taggart. Which was a Taggart. Very, very poor. Just real kind of you know, amateur football stuff. Um, but it was good to see Jota get so many minutes. He just wouldn't want to see in that park with a bunch of farmers trying to put him up in the air. Yeah. I thought Jota was... You know, one of the bright sparks, albeit so he's only played 40 odd minutes. But as he does, we know the qualities he's got and the ability, and he's definitely tried to make things happen. He showed some really good feet at different times. Around about the hour marker, just before there, he's put a really teasing ball in for Maeda, and it's you know, he's he's, he's a really decent effort with the diving header and a decent save as well. But it just shows you as well when you've got two players on a wavelength, Maeda can make the runs and find the space, and Jota's got that bit of vision to find them, and it was it was a nice link up. I just showed you football and intelligence, you know, right in front of you there. Um, two guys that know how to play football and know where the other guy should be and where the ball is coming from. Um, very unlucky. It was a good save from the from the keeper, but you know, another break, break of the ball and it could have been in. Yeah. On the hour mark, um, it's definitely one that's going to be debated. Very, very heavy tackle on Gucci. I think it was Nyang has made the challenge. My vision of it is the guy's not meant it but it's been reckless it's been out of control and if the ref sees what we see with the benefits of the you know the replay and all that stuff he's got to go he, he could easily have broken his ankle yeah I mean the impact uh, on Gucci was horrendous I and mean, I suppose that's what 
the modern rules of football are. If you're going to put guys out of the game, as he did, he put them out of the game, then that's got to be penalised with a red card. So, again, it's another call for VAR. Yeah. So, following that, Gucci tried to play on very briefly, but uh, Beaton has ended up stepping in. Fine, no, no problem with that. But it just really disrupts the play. So, whatever system Ange was trying to play, he loses McGregor and Gucci very quickly from his centre of midfield. He loses Abada, you know, and whatever his plans were there. So you're you are kind of going makeshift. He had a lot of quality in the bench. So you know, there's very good players that haven't come on tonight between the likes of uh, James Forrest, Juranovic, Hatati. Um, Julian was in the bench. I think he'd have been hoping for minutes, but quite happy for him to start his recovery elsewhere, not a plastic pitch uh, in the FK10 area. But you know. Anxious of those guys in case of, and I'm quite glad he never had to use them. But it does disrupt the flow, um, and the the game was pretty sticky from then to the final whistle. I think you're going to get that when you have to change your game plan three times. You know, it's it's attacking in midfield positions, so that's a big part of you know what our game would be. It's changed those three times, and it's also had an impact on the players around the guys that went off, thinking, well, I don't want to be catching an injury in the surface with these kind of players that are coming in with you know, some horrendous challenges. So they become more nervous, your play becomes more nervous and conservative. So I think that's, we got the result of that. Mm. Um, Celtic have, you know, despite the disruption, have still created some further chances. So Jack Amakis had, a, I thought, a very good chance of a header from a scales cross, but he's kind of had it down at the turf and it's taken the sting out of it. Um, there's one where Rodgic has slipped in Maeda. He could, you know, do much better. He's hit at the wrong side of the post. Um, so we've, you know, you know, we've, we've certainly been probing to find that third goal. But you know, as can often be the case when you're not being clinical, it's the other team. It's Arlo that scored in around about seventy-seven minutes. I've clocked. It's Connor Salmon. Talk me through it. I thought they were, were giving them too much space in the wings. I thought a shape was off, and the boy got down the wing and he's clipped in a, a decent cross, uh, just an inviting cross for a big guy like Salmon. Um, and that's going to be a bit of a weakness for you know. I would have said Starfield less than Welsh, but it was Welsh that was under it. Mm. And he, I think he just got his feet wrong. And Sam got his feet absolutely right. And he was on it. Yeah. And that leaves you nervy, doesn't it? You know, instead of just saying, right, let's just get this one done and dusty and we'll head up the road. It's 2-1 and all of a sudden, you know, Alov get the you know the impetus and they're, they're, they're looking to kind of really put the squeeze on us. Some heavy challenges across the board, you know. Listen, no problem with them competing, but there was some heavy stuff. Rodgers took a bad one for the guy Boyd, I think it was. Just going through his knee. Aye. N- nothing more, you know. Stuff, no, no genuine attempt for the ball. So things like that, and that's a concern. Um, there's been another chance for Maeda, you know, inside the last 10 minutes. It's, I think, again, it's Rodgers who's put him in. You could argue he should have an effort himself. He squared it for Jack Amakis, who I think should have been a wee bit sharper getting on it. He's ended up sliding onto it, and yeah. it's spun about, and, and Jota ends up putting it over the bar. Um, and then a wee bit later in the game, Jota's done some great work down the left-hand side and squared it for Maeda who's got in ahead of the keeper, but, you know, spun it by the post. So we're still creating chances, but you know yourself, cup football and all that stuff, 2-1 down, it was far never than we, we would have hoped for. Yeah, especially that, you know, I, I would have said that the last 20 minutes, the 10 minutes before they got their goal and the 10 minutes after, um, that nervousness allowed them to come into it when they were nowhere near it before. So we kind of shot ourselves in the foot, but, you know, is it natural for players to feel that nervousness when you've seen three of your, your colleagues go off yeah I think there was a bit of caution I think the likes of Rodic he I'm saying I don't know if I'm saying if he was pulling out of tackles maybe not quite you know as dramatic as that but he certainly wasn't going full bloody into things 
as much as Tom Rodic ever does go full blood in any tackles, but he was been careful with himself. Yeah. I don't think Ralston was at himself. You know, he didn't seem to have a great night. And I think a few players, maybe half of their focus was just getting through this game unscathed. A from a a personal point of view and, and remaining, you know, injury free for the tough run we've got ahead. And B just making sure we do enough to get over the line. But I think it maybe had an impact on one or two of the displays. Yeah, I mean, with the next round of the cup with three players off injured, that could have been five or six players off injured if they'd, you know, gone with a bit more aggression, gone with a bit more, you know, impetus and full blooded challenges. So I, I don't really blame them for that as much as it, you know, essentially could have cost us if, if we'd let Alawa come anymore. But like you said, we're still creating chances. Whilst I think there was a real hesitancy in some of the, the tackles from the Celtic players. Yeah. Um, I'll ask you for a man of the match, and I don't think it's an easy one. So not to say, listen, we were fine and you know fairly comfy even you know the way the game played out, but did anyone stand out for you? Gucci. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd only played, you know, what, 46 minutes or something? Yeah, maybe 50, 50 or something like that. But uh, yeah, I think he was tidy enough to maybe just kind of grab the award. I don't know if Jack Amakis got the official one, maybe. Don't know, that's a bit of a... Not entirely sure. But yeah, nobody really stand out. Scales, he was okay. I think he's got more to offer. He'll have better games than that. Starfield Welsh, maybe a wee bit questionable at the goals. Joe Hart, fine. There was no real standouts. And you know, and that's just the way these games can go. You know, it's fine. You know, you, you don't need to have a, a star man. Had Jota been on for maybe 10 minutes longer, maybe he would have got it. But yeah, yeah, creating, yeah. happy enough for Gucci. And hopefully uh, he'll be able to take part in the, the you know the tough run of fixtures that I mentioned um, the draw was made directly after the game so a home draw which is always good and it's Wraith Rovers I think weekend of 12th and 13th of February got to be happy enough for that haven't you yeah so we did them in the league cup didn't we yeah. um, and it, you know took care of it fairly well so it'll be a Saturday game is that right I think it'll be to be decided for telly and stuff so we'll, Aye, we'll wait but and a see. weekend game yeah. so yeah happy, happy with that home draw for a start um, and against a team you've played and beat quite comfortably so yeah yeah, get us, get us ready for that in a couple of weeks yeah you take that all day long don't know if you watched uh, or if listeners watched the draw a right cheese ball doing the draw with Conor McLaughlin oh, Callum Beatty Callum, Callum Beatty uh, everyone's favourite singer that you've never heard of but very cringe just nonsense of a character don't know who he supports but I do really um, anyway so now that we've got that one out the road tonight it's really all eyes on hearts and kind of I think some players already had half an eye on hearts that's the big one now so Wednesday night we go to Tynecastle as mentioned, definitely no Maeda, no Rodic. Those guys are off on international duty. Kyogo won't be back. The question will be on McGregor, on Gucci and on Abada. So what does that look like for Celtic, James? Any kind of thoughts as to how we might line up? No, and I think even with a fully fit squad, there's still questions as to formation, as we said earlier in the, uh, in the chat there. So Abada doesn't look like it could be that bad, but you don't know if there's any chip bones or whatever. I'd be very surprised to see Gucci. It was such a heavy impact he took. I'd be amazed if McGregor's there. So I think one out of those three is, is available. Um, without Gucci, you're maybe looking at bringing in McCarthy or Beaton in the six. Mm. Um, you know, Hatati's going to be there. But then there's, there's Rogic away as well. It does a real, as we said, you know, from, from just a week ago, we're, we're thinking there's real depth. Now it's... Uh, you, you can't plan a squad for as many uh, players being missed as that but that's that's situation we find ourselves in and yeah. we don't know who's playing up top so yeah real questions uh, yeah is that a real worry so that all of a sudden the, the front six which is you know something Ange relies on heavily you know this kind of forward and 
attacking style of play he's got. All of a sudden, there's, there's serious questions over the front six. I fully expect Jota will now start. I think it's time oh, yeah. to bring him back yeah, in. Definitely. I thought he came through that well. Yeah, there's no doubt Hatati, I think, will start you know, you know, in a kind of 10-ish type role. The question is who's alongside. Mm-hmm. You know, There's a real yeah. question up there. Um, interesting that Mikey Johnson was nowhere near it tonight. I wonder if that raises a question that he's maybe going to find himself taking a loan move, which I know you're quite keen on, and, and it might be the right move for his development, but all of a sudden, there's a gap. Actually, I can't think right now who is going to be alongside him. The, the options would always be the likes of Rogic, uh, Turnbull. the likes of Turnbull. But hold on a minute, James. He's not in. We've forgotten about handsome Matt O'Reilly. We can. I was just couldn't, couldn't register today, so yeah. he'll, he'll definitely start. What a, what a uh, debut. He's a striking fella, isn't he? He's a handsome man, can't yeah. be denied. So I wonder if Ange just throws him in. Listen, he's been playing football up until last week, I think, for MK Dons. I think that's a stick on. I think that's the move, isn't it? So all of a sudden you've got Hatati and O'Reilly, who looks very accomplished, by the way. You know, 21 years of age, but he looks like a real steal. You've been reading some of the comments about him and different things? Yeah, he's, he's former managers. They, they all expect him to go into management. A guy at 21, they're saying yeah. he's going to be a manager. That's, that says a lot. He speaks very, very well, and he seems to be a kind of quietly determined leader type character yeah. I thought also we'll get into this more in our weekly show but he made some really strong statements about the fact that he was at Fulham came through their ranks as a kid I believe he was in the year below uh, Patrick Roberts, Roberts at yeah. school and he was also at Fulham and O'Reilly got offered a new contract at Fulham albeit he hadn't been playing too much and the term used whether it was him that coined it or someone else he took a gamble on himself he mm. decided yeah I could pick up the big bucks at Fulham but I want to go and you know find my feet and play elsewhere, and and he's done that, and then some. So he he has better himself, and then he gets a move to Celtic Park, and you could see from his unveiling, he was just so delighted to be here and the prospect of sixty thousand fans. But loads of us will have watched the clips about him, and he looks a real class act. He looks like dare I say it, a young Tom Rogic. Aye, you know, in terms of his his football ability, that that's obviously the main thing. But as a person, very composed very well spoken in terms of the way he speaks about the game he's been captain for MK Dons you know, club captain if he's uh, taken the armband from time to time and you know we said last year there was no leaders in the team and all that stuff we need, we need a team of captains there's another one for you right there so I think it was the show last week I said we needed that cover for Rogic and looks like they've got it yeah I think so can't believe I nearly forgot him I've got a team and I'm I'm going to put it down just now. We'll see how close I've got to it. But I think uh, we're going to be very close to something like Joe Hart will start in goals, a back four of Juranovic, Starfelt, Carter Vickers who will come back in and Greg Taylor. A midfield three, either McCarthy or Beaton sitting at the base with Hatati and O'Reilly up ahead of him. I think James Forrest will now come in for a badder uh, and I think he should be able to do so perfectly well. Very familiar with Tynecastle and the challenges of, of going there. Jota will start on the left-hand side and Jack Amakis will start up top. So we'll see how right or not I am as we get to Wednesday. But any final thoughts, James, as we wrap this one up for tonight? Yeah, just good to get that one under our feet and the next round of the Cup. And really excited for these games, these three games coming up. So, yeah, you'd like to have been doing it with your uh, full-strength squad without guys going away in uh, international duty or being kicked out injured or, or whatever it is. But, you know, that, that's football and that's, that's what you need to deal with. And Angie's the guy to deal with it. Yeah. So final score here at the Underdog Stadium, Aloha one Celtic two, and Celtic will now play Wraith Rovers at Celtic Park in the fifth round of this season's Scottish Cup. But next up, and more importantly, it's Hearts on Wednesday at Tynecastle in the league. We'll be back with you for that one. But in the meantime, and as always, thanks for listening.
Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. Sports Social Podcast Network.